0: I love the new year. It's like fresh starts, new beginnings, clean slates. We're believing God for great things in 2021. And good morning. Welcome to Hope Church. If this is your first time joining us, you're watching online for the first time, you are our VIPs. Come on, can we give it up for all our first time guests? Go ahead text I'm a VIP to 94090. We'd love to connect with you today. You could be doing anything, anywhere, but you're sitting or you're at home in your kitchen or you're somewhere and you are watching us tuning into Hope today. And we want to honor all our first time guests in the house this morning. Welcome to Hope one more time. We say people matter. We believe that you matter. And we'd love to get to know you more. Hey, my name's Nate. I'm the lead pastor here at Hope, and it is an honor and a privilege to be leading this church into a brand new year. I love the new year. Today, we're gonna kick off a brand new series called Forward. I better say Forward forward and it's a six-week series and if you'll notice if you're in the house today maybe not online but if you're here today you'll see six really sweet boxes laying over my head and today we are on week one each one represents a different week today we are on week one of this forward series and we're calling it fast forward and uh man i am so excited for the prop teams the creative teams the worship teams the production teams the host teams the kids teams can we just give it up for everybody making this beautiful thing happen There are so many people... Laying down their lives so we might reach people online and in the house today. And I know Corona be crazy, but we are committed to a calling to share good news of great joy with all people in the best way we possibly can. And I love excellence. Excellence isn't perfection, it's simply wholeheartedness. And today I am wholeheartedly expecting something good from a good God. I am wholeheartedly leaning into the Word of God because I believe it's a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. Who is ready for the word of God today. We're going to jump into it, and it's going to be amazing. His word is living, and it's sharp. It gets right to the heart of the matter. And today, I want to get looking at Joel chapter 2, starting in verse 25. It says, so I will restore you. I will restore to you the years. I'm going to say the years. This isn't just about stuff. It's about time. I will restore to you the years. Everything you can go get more of yourself. You want another wife? You go get one. <laughs> you want a better girlfriend? You go get one. You want another boyfriend? You can go get one. I'm just saying, you can get anything pretty much yourself. You want more money? You can go make more money. You want a new house? You can get a new house. You want another car? You can get a new car. Well, that's presumptive. I'm saying, honestly, we can get lots of stuff back that we've lost. Maybe you lost that house and that address, and you went into foreclosure. You can go get back that house in a different day, in a different season. Maybe you lost a boyfriend. You could go back and get another one. And when the enemy has taken time, time is different. Everybody say time. 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 There is only one person on the planet that can give you back time. Only one being, one God. His name is Jesus. He will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts, The crawling locust, the consuming locust, the chewing locust, my great army, which I sent. Man, that's a lot of locusts. How many guys would say there's a lot of different breeds of thievery, of stealing? And there it is. All the different kinds of locusts that have stolen the crops. And he says to us, you shall eat in plenty. Come on. I'm going to restore to you the years and you shall be in abundance. You shall have overflow. You will eat in plenty and be satisfied. Come on. He restores, and he brings satisfaction. The world sings songs, I can't get no satisfaction, right? I can't get no. We say he restores our lives, he restores our soul, and he brings satisfaction. He brings more than enough. Not just survival, he brings plenty and satisfaction. Tell your neighbor, away with just enough. Come on, tell your neighbor, away with just enough stuff enough survival stuff from 2020 Uh, praising the Lord our God that's what we're doing and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you anybody got a reason to thank him for what he brought you through in 2020 I mean I know it was rough but he's been faithful I know it's been kind of frenzy but he's been faithful through the friends yes And he is amazing. He has dealt wondrously with us. The way he leads us. The way he takes us through life. The way he protects us, preserves us, saves us, delivers us. He deals wondrously with people. I trust him. I trust him so much. Now catch this. And my people shall never be put to shame. Woo! You will be satisfied and never be put to shame. That means, therefore, those people who are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation there is no shame. There is no push down, not enough oppression. There is freedom from shame. I would say, thank you, Jesus, that we live shame free. He says, I'm going to restore you to be satisfied in abundance with plenty, and you are going to live shame free, baby. Shame free. No condemnation about what you lost, no condemnation about where you've been, no condemnation about what you've done. It's all under the blood sacrifice of Jesus, and you get to be set free indeed. He said, for freedom, I set you free. Who was able to come to New Year's, this New Year's party? Come on, it was for freedom that you've been set free. We're going to walk in freedom. We're going to live in freedom. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. We sing the songs. We receive the word. We're going to be never put to shame. My people, my people of hope, my people of faith, my people of joyful anticipation will never be put to shame. Then you shall know I'm in the midst. You know what a good sign is in church? When we know God is with us, shame-free living. When we know God is with us, satisfied. We are free indeed. You know, you go to some places, it's like, man, full of shame, full of guilt, full of condemnation. We want to be the kind of place that says shame off you, not shame on you, shame off of you in 2020. We don't want to say shame on you, shame on you, shame on you. We want to say shame off you, shame off you, shame off you. Jesus, the Savior, comes to free the world from condemnation and to break the chains of shame. He says no more shame. Then you will know. Let's put it up there. Then you will know satisfied, shame-free. I am in their midst. I am in their midst. That's what the verse says. So in this case, it was Israel. Today, it's you. I Ever say, it's me. God said, people are going to know that God is in your midst when he restores back to you the things that have been robbed from you, because only God can give you things back that have been taken and God said I'm going to take all of the doubters and show them what I'm going to do with you I'm going to take all the people who say God's not real God can't do it and he says I'm going to make a model out of your life when they see what I do for you they're going to know that there is a God when they see you get restored you get things brought back to you you get time you get joy you get peace you get life in your life they're going to be like man there is a God because I know what they went through and I know what they're living in and that does not compute that doesn't make sense that is not logical they're like man I saw everything you lost but you haven't lost it forever you haven't lost it forever believers lose like nobody else we lose but we never lose we go through trial we go through trouble in this world you will have trouble but we never lose in the middle of trouble come on there's a God with a capacity even when it looks lost he has the ability to restore impossible things time back to your life and they're going to watch this stuff that the enemy stole from us that took away from us and start coming back into your life and let me tell you the enemy is worried today because the enemy knows he's going to have to release back to you what he's stolen not just what he stole but he's going to have to give you more back back more than what he stole and God is going to empty your enemy's resources into your life He's going to empty your enemy's resources back to you. You don't have to worry about backlash when you believe in Jesus. You know, some people are like, I can't get my hopes up too high this new year because there's a really big drop on the other side of that. I know some parents have taught you, and it was ingrained in you, don't get too high when it's high. And don't get too low when it's low. Just live comatose Even-keeled, expect nothing, and if it's good, don't celebrate too hard. But I want to tell you, you were created to get your hopes up. You were created to believe big and to see God do amazing things in your life. He wants to take you from glory to glory, from strength to strength. There is an atmosphere trajectory on your life with Jesus that keeps on climbing higher, moving forward, and takes you from this to that and this to that. He's the God who does the impossible. So yes, it's impossible. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it looks like it should dip here. But we believe we're going to keep on moving forward. Your God is going to empty the enemy of his strength on you. He's not going to have the same stamina or strength to fight you anymore because you're a believer who says, my God always leads me into triumph. My God takes me from strength to more strength, from glory to more glory. My God is the God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above and above and above and takes me higher and higher than I've been before. Amen? So look at somebody and tell them, your enemy's frustrated. Come on, he is frustrated. The fact that you're here at the first of the year, the fact that you're watching online this morning, the fact that you lost so much in 2020, and you're still living for Jesus, loving people, loving Jesus, the fact that everything isn't perfect, but you're here making a choice to praise God anyways. Come on now. The enemy is frustrated. He thought that you'd walk away. You're not supposed to be here after what you went through. He thought for sure you'd curse God and die. But here you are in the house of God with your hands lifted high, saying, I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who he says I am with a praise in your mouth. and The enemy is frustrated today. Take 10 seconds and praise him. Frustrate that enemy today. Say, you can't hold me back. I was born for better. This is going to keep moving forward. I believe that my God is able I praise him in advance. He's taken me somewhere in 2021 that I've never been before. I'm a believer. I believe that the best is yet to come. I believe that he keeps on progressing my life. It's not perfect, but it's progressing. It's on an upward trajectory. Amen. I'm going to let that be so over your life. So when the enemy gives you a picture of the world, of what restoration looks like, God is going to make a better picture. And he's going to say, this is what my restoration power looks like. He wants to make you a life model. Model mentality in 2021. God is doing something in me, not just for me, but to create a model that shows the more of God that some people don't have access to yet. And when I praise him and when I move forward and when I ascend, when I keep moving forward, it's not just for me. It's to be a model of God's restoration power that's accessible to all people who put their trust in him. Come on, he wants you to be able to the world to look at you and see that God is able to put things back in your life that you thought were lost forever. He's able to restore impossibilities like time and put it back in your life. And you will see, people will say about your life, only God could do that. Only God could do that in that marriage. They lost so much time, blew so much trust. Only God could do that in that child. He was so far gone. He was so, only God could restore that relationship. You hear what I'm saying? When we talk about restoration, there are two ideas or concepts that we want to look at today. Two ideas or concepts that we want to grab hold of. Number one, you need to understand that the thing that was lost is given back. So restoration is pretty simple. The thing that was lost is given back to you. For instance, Jesus, the second Adam, coming in and taking back what the first Adam lost. The Bible refers to Jesus as the second Adam. Adam was given the authority to rule on the earth. He disobeyed God. He forfeited that right. So Jesus came with the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and he has given us back all authority. He said, in his name, we have all authority. Everything the first Adam lost, the second Adam said, in my name, you can access that original intent. So you got to understand what Adam lost, Jesus came back around and said, I know you lost it, but I'm going to give you back what you lost. I'm going to give you a victory over what you abdicated authority in and he says now because you have authority you can speak to your mountain come on he says for you to agree he says where two or three are gathered in my name agreeing on any one thing it shall be done for them that's authority he says for you to speak things into existence He says for you to call things as though they're not, as though they were. He says take the things that are not and call them as if they were. That's the original authority that God gave humanity. He didn't say for you to keep praying for stuff. He said for you to say it. Everybody say say it. He said for you to speak it. He said let the weak say I am strong. He said it's not bad to feel weak. Just don't say it. Say I'm strong. God's not intimidated by your weakness. He says, say, I'm strong. He said, let the poor say, I'm rich. He's restoring an authority. He said, now, because I have given you authority back that Adam lost, when you speak, it has power. So you might be feeling broke, but say you're blessed. You might be feeling poor, but say you're prosperous. You might be feeling like you're not enough, you're weak, but say you are strong. There is power in that word of authority. When you speak, it now has power because it's in the second Adam, Christ. Ever say, yes, But there's also this idea, so that's restoration, getting back what was stolen, getting back what was lost, getting back what was forfeited. But then there's this idea of restitution, restitution, restitution is also involved in restoration. Godly restoration has restitution in it because restitution means going beyond that which was taken, going beyond what was stolen, going above and beyond what you lost in the first place. You remember Zacchaeus, the businessman who was in a tree, and Jesus says, he was up in a tree, a wee little man was he, and Jesus says, hey, I'm coming over to your house today. And Zacchaeus got under so much pulled up strength, conviction, never pushes you down, always pulls you up. He got under so much conviction of the Holy Spirit because of his bad business dealings, he felt convicted, he felt pulled up to not just be a thief, but to be a philanthropist. And all of a sudden, he shifted gears. If you are here last week, we talked about taking next steps. Steps up here, steps down here. But he told Jesus, I'm going to give back fourfold everything I've stolen from any little old lady on a motorized car. He said, I'm going to give back fourfold anything I've stolen from people when I go and rip them off of their taxes. I'm going to give it back, and I'm not going to give back what I took from him, what I cheated him out of. I'm going to give him back four times what I cheated him out of. That's called restitution. Where you get checks back to you that you don't, you know you never had in the first place. Four times paid back. Thank you, Spirit of God, for conviction, right? That's awesome. What the enemy stole, he gave back four times. Are you hearing me? He was stealing. He was robbing people. He was a tax collector. He was cheating. He was crooked. And he was stealing. And he said, I choose under the conviction of the Holy Spirit to give back four times what I took. Not just what I took, but restitution. Not just restoration, restitution. You know, somebody knows the story of Job. Job had no idea what he was fighting. God and the enemy were talking. If you know, it's one of the oldest books in the Bible. He's like talking about all these transitions and transactions between God and the enemy. And Job had no idea what was going on. But when he withstood his test blindly, God gave him double for his trouble. He got double back for everything he lost. Come on. He didn't just get back what he lost. He got back twice what he lost. I'm preaching to somebody today. Somebody that would just be content with getting back what you lost in 2020. But I'm not content with that. I'm a person that says, we're going to make the enemy pay this year. We're going to make him pay back. Not just getting even. We're getting blessed in Jesus' name. Not just getting back what we lost. You know, Proverbs 6.31 says, the thief. The enemy, when he is found, that's so key, the enemy, when he is found, do you know what's been stealing from you? You got to find the thief. Could be this toxic thing, could be this toxic person, you got to find the thing, could be this toxic spirit, could be this thing. When you know who or what has robbed you, it said now he must return sevenfold, whatever he has taken. Now, Job didn't know what he was fighting, and he got double fold back. Zacchaeus gave fourfold back under the conviction of the Holy Spirit. But the Bible says for those of you in here that know what you've been fighting in 2020, that when the thief is found, when the thief is recognized, and when he is found out, you can expect a sevenfold return on everything he has taken from you. I'm putting my stance on the word of God this year. And I'm saying I'm not settling for anything less than seven times back what you've stolen from me. Come on, I'm putting my word on the Proverbs 6.31. It says the enemy is going to be found and I am going to get back. I'm going to get back what he stole, but I'm going to get back seven times. And I will not settle for anything less than seven times what the thief has stolen. Some of you know what that spirit is that has come into your house. Some of you know those toxic relationships that have come and stolen things from you and taken your stuff. He's taking your peace. He's taking your prosperity. He's taking your purpose. He's taking your passion for life. You're feeling depressed. You're feeling overwhelmed. You're feeling in dark places. You need to identify that thief and find him out before you leave today saying, bring it right back here, Jack. No longer depressed no longer a slave no longer overwhelmed no longer anxiety no longer fear come on seven times back what you stole in confidence for every piece of insecurity you stole from me come on i'm not going to settle for insecure when i've been called to be confident i'm not going to settle for impoverished when i've called to be a blesser somebody who's a blessing to other people i want it back and i want it back seven times I'm ready to bless somebody. I'm ready to bring confidence to the world. I'm ready to bring solution where I've always been afraid. I'm bringing solution in Jesus' name. Come on. I'm sick of being stolen from and living in a fear of failure. I'm going to bring a confidence to 2021 like never before. You're not stealing my confidence. not stealing my joy. You're not stealing my peace. Come on. I know who's messing with me. And when he is found, he shall return to you sevenfold. What he's stolen. I'm so excited. I'm not settling for anything less on the return. Are you ready? Are you with me? I'd like to say. (laughs) Don't let this year go by. And not expect something greater. And not say. Jack I want seven times back. And you robbed me. And I'm getting it back. He's going to make the enemy pay. Does that make sense? Not just getting even. But he's getting more than even. Notice God said years. Years. I will restore to you the years. I'm going to restore to you time. I want you to get that in your spirit. That God's going to give you back time in 2021. Outside of God, you never get back 2020. But with God, he said, I'm going to restore the years that were stolen. I don't know about you, but I feel personally that some stuff was stolen from me in 2020. And it's not just my normalcy, but my time was stolen. And it's a weird year because we had more time with our loved ones and more time in our families and our at-home cubicles than ever before. But something was stolen from us. And I'm not okay with just getting back to normal. I want increase. I want multiplication. I want extraordinary in my ordinary. I said, not okay with me. I'm not just looking to get back to normal. Mark chapter 3 says this. I'm going to use this story of Jesus showing restitution and restoration. He entered the synagogue again, and the man was there, had a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he could heal him on the Sabbath, so they might accuse him. This is Jesus. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward. That's interesting. He said to the man who was okay with his withered hand, step forward. Then he said to him, is it lawful on the Sabbath, but to do good or do evil or to save life or to kill? Uh, This year, the whole theme of this whole series here, we're going to be like stepping forward. Everybody say stepping forward. I'm ready. You don't want to miss one week of this continual talk because this is all about you need to step forward. Everybody say, I'm going to keep stepping forward. It's going to build on itself. So here it is. That's interesting. He said step forward. Is it lawful for you to do this, that, or that? Kill. And these are the Pharisees. They kept silent. And when he looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts. This is Jesus. He said to the man, see, Jesus was angry. His anger was his ally, and he started to make a move based on the emotion that he was feeling of anger. So I just want to let you know that. He was frustrated with these Pharisees and the hardness of their heart. So he said to this man in the back that was kind of okay, stretch out your hand. Step forward, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was not healed. Please read it with me. His hand was Restored. It was restored. There's a difference. Not everywhere is it healed. I mean, Jesus, almost every time He went around and He healed people, it was always, and Jesus healed them, and Jesus healed them, and Jesus healed them. But here in this case, we see it's not healed, it's restored. He will restore to you the years, the time that that locust has stolen. And when He stretched out His hand, His hand was restored 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 not healed restored i want you to catch it the word restored right here means to create a new structure create a new structure next week we're going to be talking about new structures new habits new things that carry you through structure create a new structure and the first thing i want to point out is that this man did not ask for healing in the new year jesus went to him and called him out I'd like to tell you, you might have come in here with low expectations for the year because you don't want to get too high and you don't want to get too low. But I'm telling you, Jesus coming to you today and he's calling you out. He's saying, you might not expect anything out of me, but I'm expecting something good for you. He might say, you'd be okay with getting it back, but I'm not okay, Jack. I want it seven times back. So he said to him, step forward, raise your hope level, raise your expectation, raise your faith towards me. He said, stretch forth your hand. Jesus went to him and called him out of his comfort, called him out of his comfort and his comatose living. He said, you're not going to live a whole nother year swirling and comatose in your home, in your cubicle. He said, call him out of the sick and nominal camp he was a part of and he was okay with. Because there's some things that you're all right with in your life that Jesus still isn't all right with. It's not because you're bad, but because he believes there's better for you. Come on. He is hungry for your healing, your restoration, your redemption, more than you. And he is rooting for you. He says, you might be okay with comatose, but I'm not. I'm coming clear of comatose. There's some things that you've learned to live with that God never intended for you to live with. To settle into that he didn't want you to start with in the first place. This man did not come like the rest of the people that came to Jesus saying, hey, I have expectation, I have faith, will you heal my daughter? Will you heal my servant? Will you come and help my mother? Will you cast out this spirit from my son? He's oppressed and he's in chains and all this garbage. The man with the hand didn't say anything. He just came in and barely let out a song of praise. I don't want to get too high, right? I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't want to get broken, hope deferred. I don't want to expect something good from a good God this year. He's just standing there because he's fine with the way his hand is. He's fine with the dysfunction and the reality of his marriage. He's fine with the dysfunction of his finances. He's fine with the dysfunction of his kids. He's fine with the dysfunction of his workplace. He has grown accustomed to life being like this at a low level. And I do not have any umption in my gumption to change. So Jesus notices the withered hand. I want to tell you this morning, Jesus notices the withered hand whether you're ready to show him or you're not. Jesus is interested in bringing restoration to your life whether you're interested or not. And even though this man is all right with his hand being dysfunctional, Jesus is not all right with your life being dysfunctional. And it's not, again, because you're bad. It's because he has better for you and you're so close. You're so close to living a life that's never possible for you to live. And he steps, says, step forward, and later on, stretch out your hand. Now notice something else. Jesus did not signify nor define which hand to stretch out. He had a good one, and he had a bad one. Everybody's got two hands. And Jesus said, stretch out your hand. And most people at church, they stretch out their good one. Look, Jesus. Jesus. You told me to stretch it out. Here's my best foot forward, my best hand forward. (laughs) We don't want you to see the bad one. I'm just like everybody else. I'm good. I'm rolling. Life is good. I'm believing great things, sort of, for 2021, but not too high, not too low. But Jesus was different than church people. (sighs) I love Jesus. He's not interested in the face that you front with. He's not interested in your best foot forward. Jesus had a way of creating an atmosphere where people were comfortable revealing the bad one, comfortable revealing their weakness, their withered, their broken. Come on. He went after the blind spots. He talked about the heart of the issues. And I'm sorry if you've been to a church that judged you because you've had some issues. But let me tell you something. The people that judge you because you've got some issues, you got some withered spots, you've got some broken spots, they are judging you stinks more to God than your issues do. And I want this church to be a place where God will meet you right where you're at. A place where you can reveal your weakness. A safe place where don't always have to put on a brave face, where it's okay to not always be okay, but it's also not okay to live there forever. Because we serve a healer, a restorer, a deliverer, somebody who is who he says he is, does what he says he does. So there's this balance of saying, like, My God, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm bringing my imperfection because I believe that you can do the impossible. I'm bringing my imperfection because I know you can heal the impossible. You can restore the impossible. Time is coming back to me this year. Imperfection meets impossible, meets an awesome savior, an awesome deliverer. And that's what he did. He said, I don't want to see the perfect parts. I want to see the poor parts, the dysfunctional parts, the unwhole parts. I want this to be a place where you can find blind spots that no one has ever loved you enough to help you with. Where you can expose your blind spots. Where nobody in your life, not your boss, not your husband, not your mom, not your dad, not your big brother. Nobody's ever had the courage or the know-how to help you with the blind spots. And he can help you and you can live in transformation because of restoration. Transformation because of restoration. Where you can actually move forward in life. Come on, that is the desire of our hearts that you come in and you say, man, this is a place that's real, it's authentic, and it actually lets me breathe enough in normalcy to move forward, where I can see restoration bring about a transformation where I'm never safe enough to do it any other place in my life. At home, I expose weakness. It's hung over my head and it's brought up on the daily. At work, I expose weakness I expose withered, and it's coming after me all the time. Not at church, not at Hope Church. We want it to be a place where you expose weakness and you're trusted. Weakness, and it's like, my God, there's help here. There's life after mistakes. There's life after withered. There's life after broken. There is restoration possible, and restitution is coming through my life. Come on, this is this place. This is a place where it's okay to not always be OK, but it's a place where solutions come to broken places. Hey, guess what? We know you don't have it all together. (laughs) Guess what? Neither do I. Neither do we. We don't expect anybody to have it all together. We're not looking for perfection. We're looking for progress. And unless you reveal imperfection, you never get to progress. Unless you approach blind spots, you never get to building your life more. Blind spots are not here to tell you how bad you are. They're here to help you build. And create something new that's never been there. Create a new structure. And his hand was restored, which means to create a new structure. To build something that was never there before, but that's next week's talk. So here we go. We know that you got some stuff, and we got some stuff. But together, when we come into this place, into this atmosphere, into this presence, into this God, we can stretch out our withered hand, and we know that there is a God that is able to restore it and to heal it. When we come into this atmosphere, it's a safe place for restoration if you'll just stretch it out. Stretch out your hand. Which one? How about the withered one? And until you stretch out the weakness, you will never find a walk that moves forward. You will never get in stride with a Savior that can help you get new steps. You'll be circling the same old thing. you got to stretch out the withered to move forward. Everybody say Yes like to encourage you, quit coming to church and showing God all your best stuff. We're not interested in it either. Quit coming to church and showing all the people around you your best stuff. Stretch out your weakness and let God see it because God wants to get in your weak place and make it strong. He wants to make it strong. The first thing that had to happen for restoration to happen was he had to step forward. Number one, step forward. Oftentimes when it comes to restoration, we think we have to reach back. Isn't that weird? If I'm going to get what I lost, i got to reach back to where I lost it. We think in order to restore something that's been lost by an accident, in a trauma, in a risky decision, maybe a bad financial decision, maybe in a childhood trauma, we have to reach back to get our innocence back, to get our lost money back, to get our bad thing that we lost, stolen from us back. But reaching back to get something you lost will never, ever truly bring restoration. Reaching back to get something that you lost by yourself will never actually bring godly restoration. The irony in this whole process with Jesus is when there's something in your past that you desire to be restored to your present, it will require you to take a step into your future further away from what you lost. It will take a step further into your future and I want to make sure that you hear it because you're not going back to the good old days to get what was lost when restoration is happening. not going back to a place with Jesus not going back to a heart of worship you're not going back to what you used to have no you're stepping forward and he restores into your future and they hear that again from the example Jesus is giving us today he says to the man sir would you please step forward and stretch Because when there's something that was in your past that you desire to be restored into your present or your future, God will demand that you take a step of faith into your future, believing that he can bring it back more than you could go back and get it. And when it's you moving forward into your future, then God will reach into your past. God will do the impossible. God will bring it back into your present, and it'll look like the impossibility of time. Oh my gosh, because you are willing to move forward and not trying to reach back and grab what was behind. This is a word of transformation and freedom that you need to get this year if you're gonna really experience restoration and fast forward into your future. I'm not settling with living back and getting back. I wanna go ahead and fast forward into my future. I wanna go ahead and fast forward into my future. When there's something in your past that you want restored to your present, God will ask you, step forward and stretch out. Step forward in order to get what you feel you should go back to get. Some of you, you just got to let it go. Because you're always trying to go back to the person who hurt you and get something that you lost. I know they stole your innocence. I know they stole your sexuality. But you going back ain't going to help you. And the truth is, we could do psycho babble with you, and we could talk you back and go to regressed memories and all these traumatic things. But the truth is, godly restoration can actually help you just by moving forward and letting stuff back there go. So I know you're bitter, but you got to let it go. I know you're angry, but you got to let it go. Because it's not you that's going to go back and get it and fix it. It's God. I want to give you a little heads up. It's impossible to restore time that's been stolen. The good news is, that's why some things just don't work because it's impossible to do what was stolen and get back time that you lost, innocence that you lost, purity that you lost. You understand what I'm saying? It's impossible. And what was stolen from you was stolen from you. And you can't get it back. Only God can bring into your future what you lost in your past. And that's where it takes trust and not trust in yourself to go work it all out. Trust in him to step forward and let it go, let it go, I know you're hurt, but you got to let it go, I know you don't want to forgive, but you need to forgive for the sake of your freedom, not theirs, you got to take a step forward, because God is trying to reach back, and to get it into your life now, but you got to let this stuff go, you got to let it go, it's held you back for far too long, Isaiah said, remember not the former things, nor the things of old, for behold, I do a new thing, but you got to step into the newness of life in the new year, Hebrews says, come on, yes. Hebrews says, lay aside every weight that so easily entangles. Every weight and the sin of all the stuff that holds you back and run your race. Have you ever run a race like this? It's very traumatically ending. It's not going to be good. But you keep looking back to get back what you lost. And you can't run a race with your head back. You can't run a race with your focus back. You can't run a race. He says you got to let go of the sin and the stuff that's held you back. And just trust God and run a race for him to restore to your future what you lost back here. And that's time. He's looking to restore the time that you lost in the race when you wasted your time. Or somebody wasted you in your time. Do you hear what I'm saying? You might have been wasting time and done some dumb things. Hello, wish I could have that one back. You might have been wasted yourself and somebody stole your time. But either way, <laughs> if people are wasting you or you're wasting your own time, only God can get it in your future when you running forward, stepping forward, let go of the sins of the past, let go of every weight, every bondage, every face, every hurt, every relationship that's holding you back, and go after what God is running for you with. Run forward. Everybody say, Move forward. and we get locked in grief. We get locked up in pity. We really do. We get locked in sorrow. We get locked up in what we lost because all we see is what we lost, what was taken from us, what was stolen, what was wasted. We see energy that was spent last year. We see energy that was spent in that marriage. We see energy that was spent on those children. (laughs) We see life laid down. We look back at the things and we say things like, they got the best years of my life. They took the best of me. I used to be so bright, and now I am so beat down. They have stolen my identity. And we look back, and we see our identity is gone. Our health is gone. Our strength is gone. Our youth is gone. And now I'm a single mom, and I'm 45, and I have two adult kids. And they stole everything from me. And you look back, and you think back at what you've lost, and God is saying to you, sweetheart, you haven't lost anything. I know it's impossible for you, but he said, I can give it all back to you and then some. I can bring it all back, bring it all back, and then more, baby. But you're going to have to let go and take a step forward. You're going to have to forgive him and move forward. If you want me to reach into your past and restore it into your present, you got to keep moving forward. Come on, somebody. So The second thing Jesus said is, stretch out your hand. Everybody say, stretch it out come on let's just get real these people were beaten down by life 2020 was a beat down for so many people's emotional state physical state has anybody been beat up by that thing that's withered up in your life withered places beat you up that's why God wants to restore them has anybody been beaten up by that withered place in your life no matter where you go or how far you run, the wither keeps coming back to you. And what Jesus is saying to the man with the withered hand is, stretch out what you've got left. Stretch out what you've got left. Everybody say, What I got left? Yeah. Oh, God, I'm just so tired. I don't have the energy I used to have in my youth back then in that time. Well, stretch out the energy you have left now. I don't have the time I had. God, I'm so busy. Stretch out the time you have now. God, my faith has taken a beating. I can't believe like I used to believe after all this circumstance and all this reality has unfolded in my life. And everything I've been through will take the measure of faith that you have left and stretch out what you have left. I'm talking about, well, I believe there's a God. Stretch that faith out towards Jesus. Well, I believe there might be a higher power. I don't care if you believe in Jesus. Stretch out the higher power faith that you have, and you will find Jesus. You will find the truth. He says, if you seek me, you'll find me. But you got to work what you got. I don't know. I just feel like I, I believe that this is not all there is. There might be something after death. Well, stretch out the fact that you know there's something happening after you die. And reach out to God with it. Reach out to Jesus with it. He's not asking you for what you don't have. It might look withered compared to some other people you think are super spiritual and super faithful, but I'm telling you, stretch out what you have. To each man has been given a measure of faith. If it's a sliver, stretch out the sliver. You hear what I'm saying? Well, my years are gone. I've lost some of the best years of my life. I don't have the same fire I used to have. I've lost my passion. I've lost the person that I was. Well, stretch out the passion you have left. Stretch out the fire you have left. What fire, what do you have left? Stretch it out, even if it's a flicker of a flame. Stretch out the person you are now. You're right, he might have changed you. You're right, that circumstance might have made you a different person. You're right, you might be jaded on purpose today. But stretch out the jaded you have left. Stretch out the skeptical that you have left. Stretch out the untrusting that you have left. And stretch it towards Jesus. See, some of you have quit, and you're like standing there. He's like, would you stretch out your hand? And you're like, no. Your hands are behind your back, and you're holding them together. You're like, he's like, would you just stretch out what you have left? I don't care if it's weathered or wonderful, withered or wonderful. You're like, no, no. I won't do it. The thing is, God's brought you here today, saying, I'm asking for the little bit that you have left, You say, well, God, I'm low on everything. I don't want to show anybody anything. Life has taken so much from me. But God is not commanding you just to let it go and move forward. He's asking you to stretch out the little bit that you have left. And it may not look like it used to look in your 20s. And it might not look like the vibrancy you had in your 30s. But at least you got something left to stretch out. Stretch out what you have. Yes, Jesus. It's like a little kid. Show me your hands. No. Well, no. We we are joyful anticipators. Even if it feels like we got nothing left to give. You know what? You can take my nothing and do so much something with it. I joyfully anticipate. Okay, here it is. Here's my garbage. Here's my wither. I believe you, Jesus. I believe you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. And the last thing he asked a man to do was separate from the crowd. Separate yourself. See, Jesus can't separate you. you got to separate yourself from all the toxicity and the passionless people and the bitter people and the family that keeps you comfortable in your comatose because if you were to change, it would challenge their reality and the friend circles that have held you back because a lot of times it's the people that you are running with that open the doors for you to get robbed in the first place. Why did you get robbed? Because your mom got robbed, and her mom got robbed, and her mom got robbed, and you did the same thing, and it's like, man, I saw it coming, and I still did it. Because you're hanging with the people with the broken inner man mentality, and it's going to rob you. Well, let's go out and do this tonight. Why did I get so stolen from? Well, if you go out with that group of friends, and you do stupidity, it leads to being stolen from every single time. Some of you got to separate yourself step forward separate yourself from everybody else and stretch out what you've got left i'm stepping forward i'm stretching out what i got left and i'm going to separate myself from the unbelieving broken-minded mentalities that have held me back my whole life yes i love them yes i love them but they are not good for me you understand what i'm saying Yes, they're great people. I'm not not worried about becoming better than anybody. I'm saying, I want to get better, period. Separate yourself and God will come to you and say, I don't just heal it. I won't just give you back what you lost. If you will just move forward when God is telling you to move forward, God said He will take the thing that you lost in your past and He will restore it to your now. I'm going to tell you, this is a now word. Now expectancy is now faith is now faith is the substance of things joyfully anticipated but you're going to have to take a step into tomorrow in order to get what you lost today i think that's crazy that sounds crazy pastor nope you're going to have to take a step into tomorrow in order to get what you lost today come on are you catching this no it sounds counterintuitive like if you want what's back there you got to go back and get it got to go back and find it he didn't ask the man where did you lose it now reach back and go find it no he said you got to keep moving no he said you got to keep moving he said you got to keep moving at the beginning of this year for six weeks we're going to keep moving Come on, we are going to be those who believe that when we move forward god can restore when we cut off god can restore step forward this year separate this here stretch out what you have right now keep moving forward and I'll get it back to you quit trying to figure out how don't look and ask how's God's gonna do it stand here and say now God's gonna do it don't look back and say how is this gonna happen you say now it's gonna happen that's the difference between faith and feelings I don't know how It's impossible. Nobody knows how. Don't try to explain to me how God can restore time to you. It's impossible. Don't ask how. Speak now. Say yes now. God is going to do this. I don't know how God's going to give me back time. I don't know how God's going to restore things back to my children that are so broken and dysfunctional. I don't know how God's going to heal the broken places of my heart and my hands and the withered and the broken. I don't know how it's going to happen and what's going to happen with these investments. I don't know what's going to happen with the seed that I'm sowing today and the first seed offering. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to move forward and do it anyhow, anyway. Anyhow, I'm going to say, God, I'm believing that I'm going to see blessing in my life as I stand on your promises and I move forward in faith. I want to tell you, restoration is here. Restoration is in the house. In 2021, you're going to see blessings dumped on me because I'm figuring out who robbed me in 2020. I'm getting back sevenfold what the enemy has taken from me in Jesus' name. How about you? Anybody hungry for a payback? Anybody hungry to see God restore, what's impossible for you to restore? Come on. He's fast-forwarding into my future, his favor on my life. He didn't earn it. He didn't deserve it. He didn't ask for it. He forwarded his favor into this man's future. That's the God you serve. I wasn't looking for it, but he came looking for you. I wasn't trying to up my game and up my ask, but he came looking for you today. God is here to connect with you where you're at, and he has better things than you're believing for, that he wants to get in sync with you, to get in stride with you. He's not coming to you. For any other reason but to fast forward his favor into your future and to see you free indeed. He who the sun sets free is not sort of free. He who the sun sets free is not hanging on to baggage behind me. He who the sun sets free is free in the future. Free indeed. Free for real. Free, free. I'm talking about free, free. If you receive it today, shout yes in Jesus' name. (laughs) Amen. Come on, people of hope. Come on, people of faith. Now to him who is able, that's what we believe about Jesus. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could think, dream, ask, or imagine, we are those people who say, God, I believe you, even when I can't see how it's going to happen. And I'm believing for more than what I came in ready for. Amen? I want you to leave energized. I want you to leave ready and full of faith to say, God is going to do something throughout this series. God is going to do something without my family. God is going to do something throughout my marriage. God is going to do something throughout my new year. You already made the best decision of the year to be here. And I'm applauding you for it today. If you want to get back into relationship with Jesus, you want to start this year on the right relational note with Jesus. Maybe you've walked away from him. Maybe you got mad at him because circumstances. Maybe you're mad at the people who were the church people. Maybe you're mad at the people who hurt you in marriage. Maybe you're mad at your mom. I don't know. All I can say is, let this be a day of definition, of defining line for you. To say, man, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to be forgiven. Bible says those who are forgiven much, forgive a lot. And I want to be one of those people who say, Jesus, would you forgive me? Would you change me? Would you wash me? Would you make me a new creation? Would you let me have the same expectancy and belief in myself that you have in me? I'm standing in a crowd with withered hands, but today, God, I realize you believe more in me than I believe in me. You have better for me than I have better for me. And today, I want to believe in what you see everything I am and everything I'm not. I want to offer it to you today Jesus if that's you today you want to get back into relationship with Jesus and you want to relate to him for the first time right now just like everybody bow your heads close your eyes give everybody a moment of privacy between them and God and say do I want this do I want to move forward with Jesus do I want to bring this restoration power that can get in my life what I can't get for myself the restoration the healing the wholeness the truth tell you what Jesus is the best thing that's ever happened to me and every time I surrender to him every time I let go he gives me so much more than what I just gave him and today you could be free to move into your future to move into your forward so today let's do it if that's you on the count of three I'm going to ask you as an act of faith to simply raise your hand and say yeah that's me pastor every head bowed every eye closed One, today is your day of freedom. Two, come on, he sees more for you than you saw for yourself coming in. Three, I say yes, Jesus. I say yes, thank you, thank you. Getting right, thank you. Come on, thank you, that's incredible. Thank you, that's awesome, thank you, it's incredible. I'm looking all across the room. If you wanna get back, thank you. Come on, you wanna start fresh today, thank you, thank you. That's incredible. We're moving forward into our future because God can help us like nobody else can. Getting it back in that song. Thank you, sir. It's incredible. I say yes to you, Jesus. I say yes to you, Jesus. Come on, the Bible says if you simply believe in your heart and you ask him with your mouth, he'll come and he'll help you. He'll heal you. He'll restore you. He'll save you. He'll set you free from the inside out. Today, let's say it together. Let's believe Jesus together and ask him to have his way in our hearts. Jesus, I give you everything I am and everything I'm not, all the whole and all the broken. I ask you to take every withered place and restore into my future all that you have for me. I trust that you can help me. I believe that you can save me. I believe you can set me free. So today I give you my life. Make me a new creation. I say yes to you. Come on. And everybody said amen. Come on, we celebrate with you. It's the best decision of your life. Way to start your new year. Way to start your life. Hey, if you said yes to Jesus online, go ahead, text I say yes to 94090. We'd love to celebrate with you. And well, what's the best decision you made. Hey, thanks for watching. Go ahead and like this video, share it with your friends. Make sure you subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single video or live stream. And hey, don't forget, you can join us live every Sunday right here at nine and 11. Thanks again for watching.